no one else but you So stay by my side Like I stay on your mind What time is it, Mink? It's truth and coffee time Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. So honey, I know we were talking about um, fill in your color and there has been many instances that I've talked to you and we've talked about how being in certain situations has made me feel my color and I'm not saying feeling my color is a bad thing I'm saying that in these certain situations the environment or the people in the environment have made me feel negativity around my color because of either the way they were treating me or the way they were judging me or the things that they may have said to me they made me feel like my color was a negative thing and I can tell that they were only treating me like that because of my color. I love my color. I love who I am. I love who God made me. But in those situations, there's no but. It's just saying in those situations. You can tell that in that environment, people have made you feel differently. Have you ever been made to feel your color in a negative way being a white man? I would have to say that I haven't been made to feel my color in any position like any place that I've been. I have been made to feel, because I'm attached to you, feel your color. So, Mm. meaning, if they have said something to me, they would say something to me about you. Right. Or, you know, why are you with her? This, that. And the same thing with you. Yeah, but, absolutely. I was thinking but, the same thing that when you said that, that. That doesn't make you feel white, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it makes me feel the fact that I'm with a white man. Right. But it doesn't change who I am or who we want to be. It just, right. it, it, it opens the, or it, it exposed the fact that that person has. I have been, I have been in a situation in Alabama in neighborhoods Mm -hmm. that were, I would say, I wouldn't even say mostly black. It would be all black. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's maybe a couple people of a different color in the neighborhood. And I had to have you go get something to eat. Right. Because they wasn't, they wasn't, they weren't feeling, they weren't feeling your color. Like why are you in our neighborhood or in our community? They probably thought you was the popo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Uh, Do you remember? I remember. I yeah. All right. <laughs> I remember one day I was coming down into Ten Top City, Phoenix City, Alabama, and Miss Valina had got a call from was it Maddie Joe? Mm-hmm. It was one. It was somebody on the mm-hmm. corner that said to her, "There's a white man in a vehicle," mm-hmm. and it was like hide the liquor. It was hide a bootleg. It was a bootleg yeah, uh, community. Yeah. Yeah. Hide the liquor. And I remember, I remember her pouring her stuff out or hiding her stuff. It was something, when I, it was something <laughs> that she had in her house and she mm-hmm. got rid of it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, when I walked in the house, she said, oh, shit, motherfucker, that's Brian. <laughs> you, you, owe me, you owe me some money. I thought you was the popo. You owe me some money. I had to give her some money. 
off of stuff that she 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 got rid of. Bless her heart. Yeah, she was the community uh, uh, little club down there. I remember yeah. the spade tournaments, and I remember all the dominoes and the dancing. And I do remember she made her ends meet. She sure did. She made her and she. You talking about side hustles, man? That could be a whole nother topic on its own about all the different side hustles that we've grown up seeing people doing what they have to do to to make ends meet but yeah definitely uh feeling being made to feel your color it was very interesting that you say you haven't particularly been made to feel your color but you've been made to feel my color because i do think that that is a legitimate statement because oh this was in 89 yeah, now we're talking course. about we're talking, we're talking 30 about years ago 2021 mm-hmm. two months ago mm. When we were going into a restaurant, mm. and you went in and you said, "Ah, oh, yes, you yeah. were like on Mother's Day." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there a? Do you have any uh, seats on the outside, or mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of COVID, do you yeah. have anything on the outside, or something away or close to a wall or something? And they were like, uh, "No, we can, you can't sit outside because it's windy and we're not uh, going to be responsible for food on the ground." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they like, had shut the outside down. Right. Because the wind had picked up. So I understood that. And I didn't take offense to that. It was the next things that was happening. And then you asked for a table that was in an area all by itself. Mm-hmm. and Because of COVID and my anxiety. Right, right. Yeah. And, and the lady said, no, you can't have that. But then, the, or we don't have anything that's available. And then the lady that came up behind you, the mm-hmm. very next one that the came White up behind you, mm-hmm. they, they got that table. They got that table. So when you yeah. came out and you said so, no, something. I, so after she gave them that table, I walked up to, I walked back up there and I said, oh, so that's a reservation table. Someone has to call and reserve that to another girl that was standing there. And she was like, no, ma'am, that, that's first come, first serve. And I'm like, really? And I, I remember just getting so upset because I know the owners of that particular restaurant and I used to work out with the lady and I knew she wasn't like that. So I was wondering in my mind, I was like, I wonder if they know that their front hostess is not representing who they truly are. But I did talk to but her and remember we never yeah. seen that hostess again after we came back. But after that that moment, I remember I had the two grand joys with me and they had no clue what was going on, thank goodness. And we walked out and as I'm walking They fucked that joint up. <laughs> They was clumsy. But I remember as we were we were walking out and you were walking in because you had parked the car and you're like, what? Then what's going on? They don't have any seatings. And I remember telling you what happened and you said, wait a minute. And then you I said, went, where do you want to sit? Yep. You went in there and you gave them the freaking business and told us where we want to sit. And, and, and they gave you a table. You turned around and you said, baby, come on. That girl mouth just dropped. I just remember that. I just wanted to just chop her in the throat, but you know. You got you got to be nice. You got to be kind. But some people just don't deserve kindness sometimes. So yeah. But I remember sitting at that table, and the grand joys they spilled Sprite. They four spilled, times. Four times. Broke glasses. <laughs> Broke glasses. Out of just being clumsiness and the table not being stable. Remember? I, I know. I know. At the first one, I was like, "Damn!" And the second one, I was like, "What?" And then the third one, I was laughing because it was like way too much. It was just. It was like karma, though. It was like instant karma for. 
because now that hostess and them had to clean that up and it was just like instant karma and it was so crazy because I remember um, putting that um, on on our platform on Instagram on our diverse love platform I put that story out there and there were a few people that were saying you know what if I had gotten a table I would have made a mess and made them clean it because that's just uncalled for and I was thinking to myself well we did make a mess but it wasn't intentional yeah. it just happened and I just think that was just instant karma mm-hmm. do you remember when you were in the military and the one soldier uh, told you uh, you don't forgot what your color is you forgot who you are and now you are an in lover do you remember that I do mm-hmm. and I did that, his ass I do remember that I remember you got in trouble but did that make you feel who you were or did it make you feel who you had chose to be with it, it, it made me feel it, it didn't make me feel any kind of way toward my personal who I am and who I chose it made me think about who I was attached to and what came with it mm-hmm. and if you are in an interracial relationship if you can't go through that and still choose who you want to be with then you shouldn't be in that relationship yeah because it's not just about you and the person literally if you're going to commit to each other you have to think about the fact that your families may be different and it may not just be different color but different culture different religion different thought pattern different um knowledge of of each other's culture and um, oh, you don't know and anything the way they raise the way you raise your kids, yeah, right? You, yeah, I, I wasn't raised. I was like led to <laughs> led astray, led astray, bamboozled. Led, yeah, <laughs> left to your own, left to your own demise. I don't, I don't know what kind of raising I had. It was, it was. Hey, terrible. but guess what? You turned, you turned out to be a very inclusive and a very, um, you know, you're cognitive of diversity and what it means to the success of humanity. I, my mother was never around, and my mom and dad had a divorce. So, I mean, it was... Mm-hmm. I, well, my mom, my mom was never around either. And yeah. my dad literally disowned me and still disowned me, really, not because of anything other than the fact that he just didn't want to um, acknowledge that he had had a kid at such a young age because my mom was 13. He and had I kids be- at such an old age, too. Though. Yeah, he's having them now. But at that time, my mom was only 13 when she was pregnant with me, my biological mom and my dad, I believe believe was 16 or 17 and he was this like all-star basketball player and and he was either going to go to college and play basketball or go into the military and he didn't want that attachment to him or want people to know that he was sleeping with this young child really mm-hmm. you know what it was well, so they both were children yeah but so he denied me and said no nah, you know she's not mine yada yada and through the years I believe that um, he tried to contact and and he tried to have a relationship but it was just so superficial it was just so shallow and and uh superficial and he had his own demons and going through what he was going through that that just never worked but that's another topic thank you yeah well (laughs) (laughs) or fuck you very much yeah yeah, yeah, on both sides of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah on both yeah. sides of that. I can remember, um, I can remember going into churches, all white 
churches, for whatever reason, we had to go into and being made to feel like I was this emblem or something that was like, oh my gosh, and just all the stares and like they had never seen a black person before. I remember feeling that way. I remember being in spaces where if me and you had to go to a function, I know me and you always had this code that you don't leave my side until I'm comfortable. And if I don't get comfortable, we don't stay and vice versa. In those instances, I was made to feel my color. But you know, what's very interesting about that is... Oh, when when you used to take me in to black churches. Mm-hmm. That's where I was going. I, I, I yeah. felt my color. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I felt my color, and I hate to say it this way, was it was almost like a commodity. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Brian, oh, yeah, yeah. Like they was trying to get like a he was white the member. Token white member. Yeah. And yeah, well, you know, black people feel that all the time. Like we're the token black, you know. I, I was put in a situation on a job, uh, a job that I used to have, not the, the employment that I have now, but the prior employment. Mm-hmm. I can remember being brought in to a contracts meeting that I have never ever been invited to before and it was and they were having a meeting with a black broadcaster and they brought me in and another black person in and it didn't dawn on me at the time what was happening because the way it was positioned to me is that they needed my expertise in diversity equity and inclusion but then when I got in that meeting and got into that get got into the the meat of that meeting I remember that yeah it was very apparent that I was only there for to be the black to to show these black broadcasters, oh yeah, we got a happy black. Yeah, that I remember. Works here. I remember. I remember you being so angry. I was angry at the situation yes, that had happened. So. Mm-hmm. That you were on the phone. I. It could have been ten minutes later, and we're talking to your black associates mm-hmm. within the company, mm-hmm. saying, "I need to tell you something. I'm going to tell you how I feel." Yep. Talk me off the ledge, or yep. tell me that I'm I'm gonna be okay. And also because I'm letting not, them I'm know not doing something that they want me to do. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I and I also was letting them know, don't let it happen to them. And then one of the ask that they had asked me to do, I decided that I was not gonna do it because I didn't want to play the I got a black employee on this side game. I didn't want to play that. They literally made me feel my color in a way that it was utilized for their game, and I just didn't want to play that game. And I do remember calling you telling you about the situation and I was so angry. I can remember just my hands were shaking and yeah, you and I, got angry. And I got like, angry but you were like I'm not going to ask you any information on this because yeah. you're going to take it from a white male's perspective. Yep. I'm going to go ask my black colleagues and mm-hmm. and you were like I hope you're not offended. I was like nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go get, hey, that was the great thing about you if I said that to you and I've said that to you a few times that you have never gotten offended because you've always told me I can empathize with you but I can't sympathize with you because I'm not black, but I got your back. So mm-hmm. you just let me know what I what you need and what I need to learn. I can so. I can remember as a female, you mm-hmm. uh, asking me a question. Oh, not you being the no, female, no. me? Okay. No, but I'm saying not as a black <laughs> female, but just a yeah, female. Yeah, just a female, period. Yeah. In the corporate world, mm-hmm. you are, as as females, you don't get paid the same. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? There is no, yeah. no pay equity. That's right. Yeah. No, you, or pay equality. Yeah. When your idea comes up, sometimes it's given, given away. That's right. I've been in that situation. And I mean, it, it goes as a female or a black female, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. I was, 
I was listening to you one day and you were so emotional and I pulled you aside and mm-hmm. I was like, the best advice ever. Do not business has no emotion. Mm-hmm. You don't get emotional. Mm-hmm. You can't win ever. Yeah. If you put emotions in, if you put emotions mm-hmm. in business, business doesn't have emotion. You can be emotional about business, mm-hmm. but you can't show it. I remember that that stuck with me. Forever is to, to this day that sticks with me. I I have friends now and colleagues that says you never know exactly when Denise is angry because she's so even kill in in the meetings and she don't raises her raise her voice. But I have one colleague that said, Oh, you know when she's angry when she's quiet. because she gets quiet and it is like the it's like the air has been sucked out of the room. And it's you can tell she's processing and you don't want to be on the other end when she gets done. So I, I do remember that. But you know, you get into this thing where you that, don't that that's the same in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> hey baby, what I do? Why is my food, food so high? What's all the spice in for what I do? Did I do something? Yeah, but you know, you don't want to be that person. You know, I've been that person that they've called, you know, labeled the the angry black uh, woman. And you just don't want to be that person where you are in those shoes. But then, you know, they take your presence for granted. So I don't care about being angry. I'm just passionate and right is right, uh, regardless of how you look at it. You know, being angry, mad in a boardroom or being just passionate. They're two different things. Yeah. Um, we, we know that they could be or they could be the same. It just depends on what that situation and that topic is. I mean, I've been in a lot of boardrooms and a lot of meetings where I'm the only. And you know what I mean when I say the only I'm the only black or I'm the only female or I'm the only black female. And I've I've been in meetings where white males get angry in the meeting. And they drop the F-bomb. They are, you know, curse words are flying and their face is red. And they're not labeled as being angry. They're labeled as being very business and direct and very passionate about the project. But if I do it or another female do it, we are either labeled as the angry black woman or we're labeled as, you know, that was inappropriate. That shouldn't have happened. You should have, you know, been a little bit more reserved on how you wanted to tackle it. And, you know, it's that old adage of, you know, do as I say and not as I do. But in those instances, you're definitely made to not just feel your color, but it depends on that room. Feel your gender, if, uh, you know, in a, if in a he negative was angry, way. If he's if that's angry. Yeah, if absolutely. If they're cursing, if they're raising their voice, looking all flush. <laughs> <laughs> they're mad. Um, yeah. And it could be mad because they've been put in their place or something. I don't know. Something. Hey, look, it's a lot of alpha males in 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 those particular yeah. I guess scenarios mm-hmm. and if you're a I would say if you're a woman you're more the target mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. when a lot comes, of times when they're alpha male you definitely are you're the target mm-hmm. because they can mm-hmm. get that get that out the way mm-hmm. then we can keep on well moving. I have a question to ask you and we've talked about this topic before but I remember um one time that you were having a conversation with your dad, with your father, and he said to, and he owned his own business and you were trying to get your foot in the door. And I remember, I believe at the time you had been laid off and we were trying to figure out how we were going to make ends meet until you find another job. And you were talking to your dad and he said, 
he told you that you could do certain things, but you couldn't do um, you couldn't do what he does because you were a little bit too ghetto for the boardroom. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Do did that make you feel your color, or did that make you feel some other type of way? Because you know he didn't mean your color. No, he he thought that he thought that I was basically a sellout because of what direction I took, what I support, what I believe in, how I how I maneuver, um, who my friends were, who my who I supported, um, but who I was married to. Mm-hmm. How I raised my children. Yeah. Where we lived at. Because we haven't always lived. You, you, you trying to preach or something right now, aren't you? No. But <laughs> I felt an amen coming. I am not a preacher. <laughs> By yeah. no, no yeah. extent. I don't but, think I, I could be a preacher because I'm a cussing Christian. I, I curse a little bit too and much. I, we don't want to go down that lane. Finish like, your right. story. No, but I, I just, I just feel that I didn't, I wasn't his mold. I never, I never was. Even when I was a kid, I never, I never fit into his plan. And that's, I mean, that's bad to say as a, as a dad and a son relationship. But I look at it as he, he is not diversified. Mm-hmm. His stocks might be diversified, <laughs> but, but him, but him as a person. <laughs> Um, he was not. Do you think he was low key, even though he wore this this acceptance mask, so to speak, for me and the children and the grandchildren? Did he really? Did he really wear it for you guys? Did he tell you what to do, how to be, who to see? I'm telling you, my dad was very controlling. Hmm. So that's how he was. I have been in restaurants with him and he would go over and correct other people's children on tapping their fork on the plate. Like, who are you to tell another man and his wives how to raise their children and what they should do with their child at a restaurant? This Hmm. dude is bold. Hmm. He was who he was. So from my perspective, what I saw was the mask. That's what I saw. I knew it was there. I knew yeah, it was no, there. He's, he, I don't know if he, the tell signs, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he didn't fall too far from the tree because mm-hmm. you know how, how his mother was. Mm-hmm. But around me, I never seen him disrespect anybody of color. Mm-hmm. And he was just disrespectful to everybody. I mean, it didn't matter. I'm yeah. telling you, he was a, but he, I, I he was do a problem. Think there, but I do think there, there was a low-key aspect of it. Or, you know, more of a down low aspect of him, of what he really felt. Um, And then... Uh, too, even in his his last marriage, the way his wife felt. I mean, that pillow talk had to be horrendous, though, because the, you can't sustain a mask for too long. And that came out when he got sick. It came out. Oh yeah. With a vengeance when he got sick. He, she definitely made us feel our color, especially um, the the kids, especially um, Erica. And, and Tiffany, she really made them them feel their color, and they had no quorum though clapping back. So no, yeah, they didn't have no reservations with clapping back. No, our children are they're boisterous when mm-hmm. it comes to certain things, mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. They're, they're not, I mean, they're they're respectful, mm-hmm. but. They're not going to allow you to disrespect their who they are, mm-hmm. heritage-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And they own both sides. The, the one thing I would tell you about the way I feel about our children is they, they respect both sides. They own both sides. Mm-hmm. But they do not. They understand that they're labeled as black, though. Mm-hmm. They're, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they don't have that privilege. Right. But they, they're very respectful children when it comes to the world. But they also know that they're, they have hurdles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that, Obstacles. That, mm-hmm. uh, that white, white children don't. And and sometimes even more because they're they're interracial, you know. And they got to deal with more. I mean, red tape and bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. Thank you, Brian, for having this conversation over oh. feeling our color because. Let me drink my coffee. <laughs> I think I'll have a little bit of mine. <laughs> what type of coffee are you drinking today, Brian? Uh, this is actually Corona. <laughs> Is that a is that a coffee name or is that? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone. We appreciate you. Thank you for following us and thank you for joining us in this topic. If you've ever been in a situation where you've been made to feel your color, hit us up. Let's engage and let's talk about it. Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and also please follow us on IG. Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me. Take us out. It's Truth and Coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind Looking like it's truth and coffee time Tell me what you really wanna know